four American dollars. Uh, it's, it's a very dreamy sort of uh, keyboard synthesized rhythm with some nice little percussive elements to it. And the singing is is seductive. Um, girl singers, the lead, and then a nice chorus as well that fills it out. Um, it's certainly uh, very, very appealing sort of uh, pop. Uh, it's got a sort of uh, a warmness to it. Um, it's uh, it's nice as the uh, harmony chorus prevails on top of this sort of sweet pop beat there's a, a lead vocal uh, very sort of soul like uh, back in the mix uh, which sounds really really effective and then as we approach the back end there's sort of some really nicely added sort of orchestral arrangements not swamping it just f feeding into it uh, you know which just gives it that sort of edge as we approach the finish it's sort of stripped back and becomes very much more funky R&B uh, uh, which it wasn't at the beginning. I find it very, 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 very challenging and very, very good. So track one, four American dollars uh, and the lyrics to this. Well, I think it's about money, the necessity of money and it's evil. Uh, the haves and the have-nots. It's a bit universal, but it also sucks that we're controlled by it. Track two, Overtime, is a, is a much shorter track and it's much more sort of stripped back, traditional sort of uh, R&B soul. Uh, I found the vocals, uh, it rang, rang Motown, uh, uh, Motown uh, images in my head, but uh, it's not as um, orchestral. Uh, like that, it's more stripped back. The uh, drums are very prevalent, uh, and the choral uh, chorus uh, girl uh, harmonies supplement in the lead, who's who sounded like Diana Ross in the Supremes era. Um, you know, a very much R&B pop style. Um, not as not as big an impact as the first track, but nevertheless, extremely interesting. And uh, as we move towards the outro, there's some uh, really tantalising sax, uh, which uh, conjures up images of uh, Junior Walker or whatever. It's um, it's uh, it's got that edge. Second track's called Overtime. I think it's a song about working so much that you, your partner uh, seeks solace in the bottle because they never see you, with some tragic consequences. 
track three is IOU and here we get more of the traditional sound of uh, R&B soul in the USA um, going back to the early 60s a ballady uh, soul uh, epic really um, and it very tastefully done the lead vocals uh, reminiscent of all those great divas um, and it's really tastefully uh, put together so with that combination of choral arrangements with uh, some sort of gentle piano lead and impassioned vocals it's a delightful piece um, and very very moving and a complete contrast to the openers Track three is IOU. Uh, it's a song about getting attention, craving attention through being pretty, dawning tattoos, etc. But be, be aware of the depth of feelings that take longer to blossom. That's the message. And not hide on these pretentious things uh, so much. The, teen, the advice on teenage, to, sorry, the advice to teenage self uh, is a spoken word, as said before, and it advises really on self-awareness and uh, believing in yourself as a, a young adolescent and showing a bit of self-confidence. Next up is advice to teenage self. It's a quite a, a whimsical, amusing uh, um, spoken word piece about uh, talking to your younger self and giving advice uh, as to what you ought to have done as opposed to what you did. <laughs> it's only, it's less than a minute, but uh, um, it's an interesting little idea, uh, very f befitting of one which one could describe uh, this collection as experimental. State House It's a Man's World follows and it starts up and you're expecting it to be almost a Phil Spector type of uh, early 60s uh, uh, style with that sort of uh, booming drums uh, and then the girls start uh, up their vocals um, interesting it's almost sort of anthemic style choruses, uh, very carefree uh, and tuned in with uh, clapping rhythms. Um, it's very, very strange sort of stuff really, I have to admit, but a pleasant surprise. And uh, just towards the end, uh, we get a, a taste of sort of saw-like a factory noises um, to go with this sort of uh, clapping style chorus. Very interesting indeed. State House, it's a man's world. Well, the lyric here is a reality check for girls growing up with a message uh, from everywhere that their looks are their most important asset and that needs to change in a man's world. Born to Lose is next. Uh, and I know 
uh, I've read somewhere anywhere that it's not not good for reviews to uh, comment on who or what the music sounds like by comparing them. But I, I don't uh, accept that, really. As long as you don't overdo it, I think it's interesting to refer to uh, sounds like so-and-so. And I have to confess that uh, some of the lead vocal on this owes more than a nod to Patti Smith. Um, her early, well, her uh, not just her early stuff, her, her sort of passioned, uh, like vocal, uh, lead vocals. And this girl sounds uh, uh, a bit like that, to be frank. Uh, I'll just try and find her name for us. Um, her name is Meg Remy. Uh, and she's been around since the um, about a decade and uh, very interesting she is too after a sort of jaunty sort of vocal midway through there's some uh, jazz type xylophone uh, as a sort of break which uh, caught me completely by surprise and then we return to the the very simple rhythm and the harmonies take over and and uh, we get two two lots of them uh, juxtaposed together and it makes for some very very nice rhythmic sort of uh, atmosphere um, it, it's really interesting music this Next up, the lyrics to Born to Lose. This is a difficult one to interpret. I think it's about female need to empower themselves as males give a load of false promises to them, false facts about helping the woman with career, life, beauty, etc. You name it, and it has an adverse impact on women in most cases. Track seven, then, is And Yet It Moves, slash uh, YSM Mover and uh, that's my very poor Latin and it certainly starts off with a a very sort of salsa Latino beat with some nice maracas and that sort of dance like uh, Latin feel that uh, we all love so dearly the song sort of very much uh, built around a nice sort of synthesized loop um, which owes a slight nod to Madonna, it has to be said, and the bridge uh, accentuates that uh, uh, style of sound, which knits perfectly with the Latino uh, percussion. There's also a touch of sort of Latin lounge-like jazz uh, um, in the latter part of it. And it really does smooch its way to the outro. And yet it moves. Yes, he moves. Uh, I think this song's lyrics is about the dilemma over world problems, world difficulties and belief systems. The contrast is shown the, between uh, flowers that symbolise beauty and bottles that tr symbolise trash. Uh, uh, stuck to uh, a cross is a metaphor for religious uh, belief, of course, and a man in bed 
uh, uh, symbolizes male control over women. A second spoken word uh, here, conversation, man and woman, talking about, well, what the title reflects, um, examples of uh, how brutal uh, family and to a lesser extent friends can be. Um, it's a real sort of uh, statement really uh, via the artist of uh, what's necessary to overcome uh, to get into creativity. The most hurtful thing, another spoken word, a message about how other human beings can be vile to other vulnerable, impressionable youngsters. Denise Don't Wait follows. It's a ballady intro with some rice, xylophone or whatever that instrument is, glockenspiel style uh, intro. Uh, and of course the lead vocals uh, is uh, a major contributor to this album um, but she still sounds a little bit like Patti Smith it has to be said as the drum roll uh, quickens uh, the, the vocals sound very very reflective of sort of uh, the Phil Spector uh, style of uh, female uh, groups uh, of the early 60s uh, and although the production on this is uh, obviously more modern um, it's got it's got a sort of nod to that era for certain and the uh, sort of orchestral arrangements uh, make a, a fuller sound and it's it's very much sang in a sort of, described by another critic as a sort of uh, um, a group melodrama, which I think sums up the sort of uh, vocal contribution perfectly. It's very likeable. Lyrics to Dennis, Denise Don't Wait. It's possibly about sexual orientation. Not sure really, and how elders can't accept this as they make it a reflection on them, which is bullshit. It's certainly about a partner chosen who wouldn't be accepted. Woodstock 99 starts off with a sort of a duet of vocal and piano. Uh, and uh, I heard uh, a little bit of uh, Chrissy Hind in there. Um, but and this girl can sing for sure and uh, it's uh, once again it pins your ears uh, it's very um, accessible as we get further into the song the nostalgia the memory of previous melancholic tracks uh, are are recalled and there's a, a sort of a short rendition of the late 60s hit, MacArthur Park. I always remember uh, being sang by Richard Harris. Um, and um, it works. It definitely works. Some very nice little lead guitar touches that 
very much reflective of, of the 70s and how uh, pop ballads were were popular <laughs> and how they were delivered to the listener. Woodstock 99, interesting lyric here. I think it's memories of being an unborn. 1999 may be significant as the year that one was born. And uh, that, that's shared with a friend. And it also recalls peaceful protests and the sound of the infamous song MacArthur Park, which is a, a song about a love affair ending. The, the being born issue, uh, I think being born into a one-parent family and possibly a female friend being a replacement father and that friend also having a child and that friend being in the same boat, so to speak. Third sort of uh, spoken word, and like the second, there's two people talking at the same time sort of uh, dubbed together but uh, describing uh, the colours that were distinctive in their uh, childhood. Different colours cho chosen, reflected of uh, boys versus girls, the old adage of blue and, and, and pink. Um, but uh, interesting, interesting addition to uh, a musical record. The colour of your childhood bedroom, a third of the spoken word lyric, it really speaks for itself uh, uh, about uh, how we allocate colours to sexes, etc. But I think it's also a little bit about the big band imagery. Uh, uh, and uh, this is significant for females. You know, the closer then, the quiver to the bomb. A much more up-tempo, almost uh, pop rock, uh, with a, uh, a, a punchy sort of uh, piano uh, uh, rhythm, or chord really, uh, repeated uh, with the vocals on top. And then it develops into a, a, a standard sort of rock uh, type of uh, full sound. Um, which uh, is reminiscent of sort of 80s, really. Um, uh, interesting, again, that it should be completely different to anything else that we've heard on the album, which um, seems to be reflective of this eclectic mix. And it sort of uh, builds to a sort of crescendo and then sort of slowly uh, softens out to the outro with the sort of uh, repeated synthesized sound but not not in your face it's sort of light and gentle and uh, that uh, that concludes this album um, there is a bonus track and I'm gonna briefly comment on that the quiver to the bomb is about the Big Bang Theory uh, uh, I, that's my interpretation anyway which is uh, uh, significant, more significant for females in terms of them giving life bonus track then it's Red Ford Radio it's got a rather dark sort of uh, 
drum-led sort of uh, um, riff, I wouldn't call it a rhythm really, and the vocals on top sort of um, hollow-like, and uh, it's a, a, a mood-driven piece, um, and it's, she still sounds like Patti Smith to me, uh, a sort of, a, a very young Patti Smith, uh, uh, teenage style, um, uh, so it's it's less sort of uh, uh, emotionally packed, but but certainly an appealing appealing vocal. Yeah, I made a mistake. The Red Ford Radio is actually on the album. It's not a bonus, um, but it's certainly intense and it's uh, gloomy. I think gloomy, and uh, uh, Meg Remy. It's certainly uh, a, a very uh, interesting artist uh, and one to keep an eye on uh, if this is the quality of material that she's putting together. Um, so I really like this album. Uh, it uh, begs repeated listens though because uh, you tend to get a, an extra from each listen. So uh, that's my review um, of uh, Heavy Light by US Girls, released in 2020. The last track, Red Ford Radio. Uh, my knowledge of the US is pretty limited, but I do know that Chicago is the Windy City, and there's reference to a loss of a father, uh, and the radio, uh, which is used by people to cope with. And stockyards is uh, uh, an American word that refers to slaughterhouses.